This episode is brought to you by Arches and Halos. Between being on Zoom calls all day, having to wear a mask everywhere, and now using your eyes and your eyes only to smile at people, it feels like the main thing people notice now are our eyes. Arches and Halos is our favorite line of brow products that are so easy to find, pick up, and with a few quick steps, you can have the most amazing brows ever. They have an amazing range of products from tweezers, razors, pencils, pomade, mousses, and gels. Find Arches and Halos on your next trip to Target and Walgreens. Arches and Halos, professional brow grooming. Be bold, be you. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's House Tough Works. I want to start this episode off with a very important question. I got you. What's your favorite color? So I vary. I'm one of those that could never really decide exactly what I liked, mm-hmm. but I went from yellow to red to purple. Within the space of how much time? I want to say, so that always interchanges mm. according to the day. Okay, so yeah. you like switch out. I do, and those are the three that I usually go back to, but every now and then the, the royal blue will come in, mm-hmm. but typically it's those three. Okay. But you, what is your favorite color? (laughs) Mine is green, but it's very closely followed by blue. Okay. Very closely followed by blue. I remember that question where it, it, (laughs) I used to do this thing. I've probably done it to you because I do it every time I'm tipsy. (laughs) <laughs> um, where I ask like a series of questions and then I tell you what the questions really mean. And I want to you've done that with me. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, sweet. And I'll tell you all about yourself. Wait, I thought you found out so many times when you were tipsy. Maybe we should just It's a specific singing. mood. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> but one of the questions is imagine you're in a room and it's different shades of your favorite color. Mm. How do you feel? Oh, it's according to that color. So it would change based on the color? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, then my test is out the window, but it's also Sorry. a silly test. But <laughs> Why? What would have it meant? Um, so for me, when I think of a room in various shades of uh, my favorite color, I feel anxious oh. and uncomfortable, and it's supposed to represent your state of mind. <laughs> oh, I got you. Because if you're in a good state of mind, your favorite color will calm you down, or you'll feel nice and happy. This is all nonsense, by okay. the way. There's no actual well, thing. I, I, so one of my offices, I got to paint it, and I painted it yellow, and I meant to do it like in a pale, like calming, not over the top. Mm-hmm. But it was so bright yeah. that I had to keep the light off. I didn't Whoa. realize it was going to be that bright. Uh-huh. I was also next to like two windows. Right. So it wasn't awful, but it was just so bright. I was like, yeah, I'm not happy enough for this right now. I can't handle this right now. And I would just turn it off and just sit in darkness. <laughs> and the yellow glow of that the That feels paint. about right. No? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> color psychology is fascinating. My little brother's room when he was growing up was um, bright yellow and then red at one point. I always mm-hmm. thought that was kind of weird. And mine was like a, a melancholy blue, I would yeah. call it. My older brother's was white. Just white. Right. I was going to say, my. I think my parents kept my room when I was growing up a mauve uh-huh. or a cream color. Mm. Very 70s. Yeah. Very 70s, because, like, you know, avocado green was at my bathroom color, so it was very, oh, very sure. 70s. Uh-huh. So for a girl, it had to be mauve and, and cream. Mauve. Yes. Well, today we are talking about a very specific color. Yes. 
and that is red. Red, my other favorite color. That's right. Um, and a long time ago when I was the video producer for this very show, we did a video about the power of red and why is red kind of this sexy, dangerous power color. Right. Um, but uh, we didn't do a podcast on it, so Ooh. here it is. Boom. And it's inspired partly by The Woman in Red from The Matrix, which I just rewatched within the past two days. Oh, wow. Um, for the first time in many, many years. Uh, held up. Sad what happened to it, but held up. <laughs> Look, I've, had, I've watched it, like, I think I watch it every two years, mm-hmm. just on instinct. I just keep watching it because it was one of, it was, it came out, I think, my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I know that dates me, so shut up. Um, but it was... Our group, it was our favorite movie. We would watch it yes. all the time and quote it all the time, yeah. which is so ridiculous because, of course, none of us are as cool as Keanu, monotone Keanu Reeves. Of course. Which I love Keanu Reeves. If you're listening to this, come say hey to me. Well, I, similar to my Ryan Gosling thing, he, I was on that train before you, he became super trendy. Yeah, you and I had a debate and you won every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I took a picture, one of those Polaroid like printout pictures. Of me with Keanu Reeves in the background. Right. That's how terrible my crush was on him. Wow. And from The Matrix. And then I had, I won't say what the email address was, but I have a very embarrassing, my first email address. Can you at least give us the beginning? Just a little bit. It has Angel in it. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, You can probably guess it from there. But um, anyway, it was my favorite movie (laughs) as well. And this is an accidental, we're being accidentally timely. Right. Because they just announced that the fourth movie, there's going to be a fourth movie, the original actors. Wait, of The Matrix? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. The third one was so bad. Well, that I scrubbed it from my memories. That's how bad. <laughs> we were, super producer Andrew and I were just talking about that. Um, he hasn't even seen it at all. Um, the first one, the third, the second, oh, third one. Okay, um, but yeah. So they just announced that, and then also it's the twentieth anniversary of the Matrix. But anyway, all right. A part of the Matrix is this woman in red, the right. simulated character, that mouse, who's this, the youngest character in their little little crew. Um, he designed it. Her. It's complicated to talk about this movie if you haven't seen it, but we'll try. Uh, He designed her and is obsessed with her, and her presence is used as a distraction during the agent training program. So the the agents are bad. Right. The training program is a simulation where they they take in Neo, Keanu Reeves. Right. Like, look at the agent can take over anybody, even this sexy lady in a red dress. And she's not real. No, she's not real. Your reality is not real. That's kind of the basis of the movie. Yeah. That one, the reality is not real. Yep. <laughs> um, and this this woman in red is very flirty. She's got like big bouncy blonde hair, um, very sexual, and she stands in stark contrast to the rest of the crowd here, kind of in neutral black gray. gray. Yeah. yeah. Um, Neo stops to take her in, looks away, and Morpheus says, "Look again." And Neo turns back to have an agent pointing a gun in his face. So it's a very kind of iconic. He he just calls her like were you even were you paying attention or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Right. Mhm. And then um if we look at Battlestar Galactica 6, um she's a pretty big example of someone wearing red that's iconic and very in contrast to everyone else and she's also very sexual. I believe it's been a long time since I've seen that show, but I believe she often used sexuality as her power. Okay, I've, I've never seen that show. Well, I believe that is true. 
the lady in the sixth sense that killed her stepdaughter, spoiler alerts, also why wear red to a funeral. That's very suspicious. Oh. Um, yeah. And then that rabbit lady. Are you talking about Jessica Rabbit, who, by the way, is not a rabbit? <laughs> I, sh- I just, just to clarify. Yes. She's not a rabbit okay. in, this, in this cartoon movie hybrid which I love. We I've talked a lot about Roger Rabbit in the last two weeks. I feel Have like you? well, between like talking about the dance to oh, talking about right. um, people were dressing up as that when we were at Disney World, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh look, that's Jessica Rabbit. And you're like, where? Samantha will challenge you to the Roger Rabbit dance, which I, yeah. I didn't know was a thing. But. Yeah, I tried to get a couple people to do it. A couple people did do it. You for me. succeeded. I, I did. I, yeah. I feel like I won that one. I think you did too. <laughs> um, I and also on a personal level, I have a red dress that when I wear it. Nearly everyone brings it up, and not in like a creepy way. Always, they're just kind of like, "Oh, look at that red dress." Um, and some mention there's somebody in the office is always like the woman in red from the Matrix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since we were talking about clowns recently, I thought yeah. about the red balloon and it. Right, and that's really significant because it's floating around randomly mm-hmm. as a taunting. Yeah, and that's not of the examples we've given. Most of these have been sexy, but that is an example of a frightening. Uh, the power of red and the right. danger of red, which we're also going to be talking about. Wanted to note, this is not inspired by the movie The Same Name that I did not know existed until we did this research, which has um, Gildner Radner and that dude. Good job. That she's married. She was married to. Gildner Radner was married. Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder. Gene, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was seemed to be universally panned. Don't want to call out the movie, but I'd never seen it, but that was the consensus I got. <laughs> um, and one time when I was wearing that red dress, somebody told me I looked like Jennifer Aniston and I about died. I think that's the best celebrity comparison I've ever gotten. Is the, wait, she did, wears she, did a, she wear a red dress? I don't remember I this. I think she wore one at some Oscar thing or some award ceremony. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I know that Jessica Chastain just recently wore red to an awards thing and people are dying over it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, of course. She's beautiful and, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever. Whatever. Not whatever. better. All right. So as far as color psychology goes, red has a lot going on for it, perhaps more than any other color. If you think about sayings like red herring, red flag, red handed, red ink, red pill, paint the town red, seeing red, red carpet, red shirt, scarlet woman, the whore of Babylon, by the way, scarlet letter, the red apple, red stoplights, red stop signs, red, <laughs> red light district. Um, I've got red in my ledger. I knew you were going to throw that in there. You know I, I have to. I knew you were going to throw that in there. You know I have to. It's in my contract as a human <laughs> person. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to include this from the Bible about the whore of Babylon. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her... I wondered with great admiration. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. That's a revelation. I don't know. And I uh, did want to include here, because we're not really talking about this today, but past host Chris and Caroline did do an episode on redheads and the stereotypes around them, if you yeah. want to search them yeah. out. Yeah, one of the things that says redhead stepchild, so I'm assuming there's a lot of there connotations is. to both being a redhead and just red in general. Yeah, and I... Also, I feel like redheads are frequently sexualized. Um, yes. yes. Yes, they probably are, as I've seen them all throughout Supernatural. I, I, whatever. Um, according to Google, red is the first color humans perceive after white and black, and is the first color babies see. And for many, it's still used as a symbol of love. 
So I think that's really significant. Oh, absolutely. The power of red has a long history. Women in ancient Africa used red ochre to represent fertility. Hunters from the Stone Age used red clay as a body paint. And in the Paleolithic period, the dead were buried with red powder, the belief being it warded off evil spirits, or maybe for the smell, or maybe for both, hard to say. Um, Red is seen as good luck in China. And historically, ancient emperors believed it was a royal color, the fire element. Chinese brides wear red to weddings. In ancient Roman times, brides wore red shawls to symbolize fidelity and love. When Christianity came along, Christians associated red with the blood of Christ. Royalty wore the color to emphasize that their rule was ordained by God. Reportedly, several of these royals forbade the common folk from wearing red due to the high cost of the dye. So it became associated with the rich, Charlemagne and Louis XIV and their red shoes, for instance. In situations where people challenge the status quo, like revolutions, revolutionaries frequently adopt red too. French Revolution, great example. In Burkina Faso, it's a sign of bad luck, though, and uh, so it's not always. (laughs) Right, and I thought it was fascinating about the Chinese idea behind red and that it was the fire element, mm-hmm. but also I love the fact that, that the leadership used it in their robes. I, yeah. think, I think it's like except 11 out of the 13 rulers or whatever actually used that as part of their mm-hmm. sign of leadership and aggression. Mm-hmm. And of course, both could be good or bad. It could be. In nature, red has all kinds of meanings. It can signal danger when it comes to blood. It could signal warmth of a fire, the setting of the sun, the ripeness or toxicity of certain berries. Humans flush when angry, embarrassed, or turned on. It's a color associated with fertility, like think the handmaid's tale. A study looking into male rhesus macaw monkeys found that they avoid red or act submissively in its presence. And among mandrel monkeys, the one with the reddest face is the most dominant. You do not mess with that one. In bullfighting, the bull is taunted by a red cape. And there has been a surprising amount of research on the power of red. And it's found that red is big in three main areas, sex, achievement, and dominance. So let's talk about sex. Yeah, you know, I like that. So wearing red is from Allure. Red is not a color you wear when you're feeling shy. You swipe on red lipstick or put on a red dress when you want to be noticed. It's sexy, but a sort of not demure. After all, it's also the color of stop signs or of anger or extreme heat. I will say, I'm wearing my red lipstick right now in honor of this episode. I'm wearing my red lipstick, Yeah, too. we are. We're rocking it on today just because it's like, yeah, I, I love, and I'll talk a little more about it, but the idea of coming to wear red, it took me a long time to mm-hmm. actually step up to being like, yeah, I can pull this off. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like, I feel good. I feel sassy. Let's do this. It's an attention grabber for sure. Um, and before we get into <laughs> red and sex and love and all of that stuff to in depth, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Arches and Halos. Between being on video calls all day, having to wear masks everywhere, and now using our eyes and only our eyes to smile at people, it feels like the main thing people notice now are our eyes. Arches and Halos is our favorite brow products that is so easy to find, pick up, and with a few quick steps, have the most amazing brows ever. They have professional quality products at the perfect price point. Celebrity makeup artists use arches and halos because of how well done the formulas are, and they are half the price of department store brands. 
They have eight color shades to choose from, everything from sunny blonde to auburn to charcoal. Everyone is represented. They cater to women and men of all brow shapes and sizes. Embrace your natural brow. And they're all about individuality. Brow tools for all looks and style needs. You can use for dramatic or natural look. They have an amazing range of products, too, from tweezers, razors, pencils, pomade, mousses, gels, all kinds of things. Find Arches and Halos on your next trip to Target and Walgreens. Arches and Halos Professional Brow Grooming. Be bold, be you. This episode of Stuff I Never Told You is brought to you by Catan. This summer looks a lot different than most. We're staying at home for the most part, and many events we usually look forward to are canceled. We find ourselves looking for new activities to enjoy at home. Catan is a board game for three to four players ages 10 and up, although many younger kids can play with initial adult guidance. It's a great way to keep families engaged and off screens, even if it is just for a little while. And those opportunities are hard to come by. Unlike the roll your dice, move your mice games, this is a little different. What are your experiences? The first time I played Catan was at our office game night, and it was so fun. It was quick to pick up. It was easy. It was social. We made it really competitive because we're a competitive group, but you don't have to. And what I thought was just going to be a, a short game among friends turned into an epic game night that we shall remember forever. <laughs> hours we played, hours. And uh, yes, I lost, but I had fun. You had fun. <laughs> well, obviously it keeps you really social. And like you said, it is really easy to pick up, which is really nice right now. This year is the 25th anniversary of Catan. Get Catan at catanshop.com slash mom. Listeners of the podcast get 10% off the original base game Catan by using the promo code MOM at checkout. Offer not good on other Catan titles or merchandise. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So if you think about pink, um, pink is frequently used to symbolize love. And red is too, but I feel like red has a more sexual, lustful overtone. Red lipstick, red nails, red heels, red dress, red roses... Studies have found that men rate women in red as more attractive, desirable, and sexually available. And it goes both ways. Women reported finding men in red more attractive. According to a 2012 study, waitresses in red received 15 to 26% higher tips because they were perceived as better looking. A 2016 study did not bear out the link between the color red and sex. So... More research is needed. I will say I do rock this red lipstick they were just talking about, as well as usually a red shirt when I'm bartending mm-hmm. to get more tips. Mm-hmm. And even if it just boosts my confidence a bit more, it mm-hmm. makes me feel a little more lively. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I get a little better tips. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Anecdotal example. Another study found female hitchhikers wearing red had a better chance of getting a ride. Another interesting study found that when judges looked at mugshots, even though they couldn't see the color in the photos because they're they're black and white, they rated people wearing red more highly. Researchers speculate that is because the people wearing red held themselves more confidently or in a more sexual position. Hmm. It's fascinating. A study from 2014 found that women viewed other women in red dresses um, as more threatening, promiscuous, and fair game for insults. Women were more prepared to financially punish the woman in red as compared to men. However, a lot of that had to do with the shape, fit, and sexiness of the dress. If it was sort of more conservative red dress, the judgment wasn't as harsh. Right. Mm -hmm. One survey found that more reported choosing to wear red for a date, more women reported 
choosing to wear red for a date as opposed to non-date situations. Researchers found that women wearing red lipstick are more likely to be approached at a bar compared to other colors of lipstick or no lipstick at all. The heightened contrast helps draw more attention to... I know we've talked about makeup theory on this show before. Makeup theory, that's fun. Uh, but it's, it, <laughs> That's fun? Yeah, that's fun. It draws attention to, you know, your sexualized features. Right. Yeah. Well, not all of them are sexualized, but, you know. One of my relatives once told me, only prostitutes or red lipstick. You know, I've had weird comments like that to me, too. I think um, I, I do rock a lot of the red lipstick, and it becomes— it became a thing for me about six or seven years ago after telling so many people I couldn't pull it off. And what I actually meant was that I didn't feel comfortable enough in wearing it because um, it felt like I was trying to get attention. Yeah. Because obviously that's bad, right? Terrible. So bad. But then it kind of became a thing for me as a, hey, I'm feeling sassy, mess with me at your own risk. Mm -hmm. And it kind of became um, part of my personality. Even at my actual job as a social worker, people know me by my red lipstick. And if I'm not wearing it, they'll be like, what's wrong? (laughs) Uh-huh. That's the first thing they ask me. I'm, go- I'm going, what? And and they automatically like, oh, she's sassy. She's ready to go today. And I'm like, okay, that's how you perceive me because I'm wearing a weird color, a different shade of lipstick. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and having said that, there's also a seemingly weird reaction from, pe- from people who've decided that red is sexual. Yeah. And for someone who wears it, um, it's wearing their sexuality on their lips. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of connotations with lips and sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. And I do like my lips. I have thicker, fuller lips than some. Um, But even to the point that the advice articles argue over whether wearing red lipstick is a negative or positive for job interviews. And I found that fascinating. A few hundred years ago, red lipstick was banned by parliament as witchcraft. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Time to practice some witchcraft. Right, let's put put on on that red red lipstick. (laughs) I mean, obviously. And I think it's really interesting when I was reading through several of these articles Mm -hmm. about how many women had to make a bold decision to to wear red lipstick and how life-changing it was and how many felt they just couldn't pull it off. Mm-hmm. And once again, that was one of the things I've said. and One of the things many people have said to me, just because it's such a different look to actually see yourself in a highlighted manner, I guess. Yeah, I contrasting. Found yeah. yeah, I found that fascinating. Yeah, there are a lot of articles out there about when to wear red <laughs> in work situations, and we'll get a, into a little bit of that. Another study from 2012 found that women who wore red in their profile pictures on dating apps or sites were more likely to report interest in casual sex. Similarly, another study found that sites with a bigger focus on hookups and casual sex featured more women wearing red. And I just think it's interesting that red is both the color of love and the color of hate, Um, Cupid and the devil. The results of one test seem to suggest that the presence of red may intensify the experience of pain. Mm -hmm. It's also pretty interesting. Uh, If we look at achievement, research shows that even a flash of the color red before performance or test can induce avoidance and worse performance, probably because of its associations with mistakes and failures. Yeah, I know many teachers that have gone from red pens to blue pens Mm -hmm. because of the many conversations about whether red pens were too demeaning and psychologically damaging. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a lot of back and forth of the validity of the idea, and research seems to be, of course, inconclusive. Yeah. But the whole idea of teachers being interpreted as being mean or too right. harsh as well, as well as the fact that if they grade in red, they're more not likely to give a negative mark mm. on their own perception. So sure. it seemed kind of an interesting aspect. But I know, like I said, my sister, who is a teacher, oftentimes won't use red anymore. It's huh. all blue ink. That is interesting. My dad was a college professor, and he had um, a red rubber stamp that said rubbish. 
See, right there. So demeaning. <laughs> he, was, he was like a super nice teacher, but I think that was when, if you, it was clearly put in no effort. Right. <laughs> There's like, it's just a blank page. You put rubbish. Pretty much just a Wikipedia page on there. Mm-hmm. Compared to white or blue chips when you're gambling, uh, people tend to bet more with red chips. Yet other studies have found that wearing red can boost your confidence and productivity. And red is found to be the color of dominance as well. Researchers reached that conclusion after analyzing athletes in the 2004 Olympics. And the finding was especially true in close contact sports. A 2015 study found that people associated wearing red with being aggressive and angry. And there is another study into sports that came before this one, I think specifically wrestling. It found similar stuff. I will say as an actor, I have been advised not to wear red in auditions because it is too aggressive. But in other business settings, red is a power color. Uh, think of the red power tie. Oh my gosh, this comes up an embarrassing amount in our politics. Right. The red tie versus red, the blue tie. Right. Brown suit versus the black suit. Oh my gosh. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the power of red in advertising. You can just look at how many products and corporations use red and countries that use red in their flags. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm sure a lot of you have also heard that driving red sports cars drives up your insurance. But from what I understand, this is more of an urban legend. But still telling of how we perceive red. And I think I've heard that a lot of times you're more likely to be pulled over for having a red car. And now we want to talk about some media. But first, we're going to pause for one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Got to tell you about Best Fiends. It's a game pretty much everybody's talking about. Morgan number two plays it sometimes before we start the show. You know, it really challenges your brain with the fun puzzles, but it's also a very casual game, so it won't stress you out, which is perfect these days, right? What's great is you can use the game as a way to connect with your friends and your family, all while social distancing. The game is so much more than your average mobile puzzle game. It's five-star rated with over 100 million downloads, thousands of fun levels, and tons of characters to collect. You know, there are new in-game challenges and events every month, so the game's always fresh. You'll never be bored with it. You can even play the game without using Wi-Fi. So, here we go. You don't want to miss out on the game. Join millions of Americans and a lot of us here on the show who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play today. Just go over there, hit download Best Fiends for free. Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Friends Without the R, Best Fiends. Check it out. I do think you'll like it. Friends Without the R, Best Fiends. This episode is brought to you by Quip. When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's new Smart Electric Toothbrush, good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The Quip Smart Brush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth, so you can track when you're brushing, get tips, you can earn points, and you can redeem those points for rewards. Already have a Quip? Upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love. And beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with sunshine, and the refresh bag to bring you good oral care habits everywhere you go. Plus, you can get brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills delivered from $5, and shipping is free. How smart is that? 
Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash stuffmom right now to get your first refill free. That is your first refill free at getquip.com slash stuffmom. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash stuffmom. Quip, better oral health made simple and rewarding. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. When we're talking about red in our media, things do get a little more interesting. There are plenty of sexy, lustful examples, but also things get more complicated when you consider how red is often the villain's color. Although the villain can also, and often is if it's a woman, be sexual. Right. Um, The red lightsaber as the color for the Sith. And yes, everyone's freaking out right now because the new trailer came out and Rey has double red lightsaber. What does it mean? Accidentally timely again. Oh, okay. The evil Jedi. You know, I've never watched any of those. The evil Jedi has a red lightsaber. Oh, okay. Um, some historians think that this this association with red and evil might be leftover animosity towards the red uniforms of the British during the American Revolutionary War or from the Red Scare and the Cold War, both mm-hmm. probably also just with that anger and blood, those kind of associations. Right. Um, yeah, if you look at Jafar, Quilla Deville, the Queen of Hearts, Mother Gothel, Professor Radigan, Gaston, Captain Hook, the Thief and the Cobbler, the villains in those, uh, Anger and Inside Out. Not really a villain, but he's red. He's yeah. angry. <laughs> yes. In film, a lot of red is often meant to be unsettling, a signal that something bad is about to happen. Like in 2001, A Space Odyssey or Ex Machina or the descent, right? But um, often inverted too. Her is given an example of red being less of a menacing color and more of a positive color. Um, I, I kept thinking while we were doing this. I've never heard this song, "Lady in Red." Lady in Red. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> well, but I have seen the SNL skit no. where Kristen Wiig is. Oh, she's. She's not Hoda. She's Kathy Lee Gibbard. I don't know. She's a talk show host, and she sings Lady No Red to make fun of her co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. Yeah. Um, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. um, six again, from Battlestar Galactica. Even if you haven't seen this show, you've probably seen images of her. Tall, thin, white woman with blonde hair, striking high contrast red dress. And, yeah, it's, I believe, spoiler alert, they're Cylons who use seduction to get what they want. And that probably makes no sense to anyone who hasn't seen that show. Basically, they're robots. Yeah, I, I kind of understood what Cylons I don't know. Are. I'm just trying to be inclusive to anyone. Thank you. But outside of that, I would not know. <laughs> you, are, you are right. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, that red dress, by the way, uh, sold for $23,000. Really? Yeah. Um, red Riding Hood, the spellbinding adventures of Sabrina. I feel like they use a lot of red in that show, especially in like a high contrast because most of it's very dark. And then you have this pretty bright blood color red. Um, color theory in Harry Potter. Red is bravery, courage, and recklessness. Mm-hmm. Um, Schindler's List, The Shining. Yeah, actually. And Kill Bill, which has an entire scene in black and white where she's fighting the entire mm-hmm. uh, Japanese mob, essentially, and then it flicks back on real quick, and you see the massive, bloody spectacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Beauty, they use that with the idea of the young temptress. Right. Sin City actually uses it, much like Schindler's List. Yeah. Uh, Pleasantville does it. It was very on the nose about sin and liveliness yeah. and colorful life um, as well. 
Yeah, uh, and then and superheroes, of course, of course, you got Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Spider Man, Black Widow with her hair, <laughs> but also her belt too. She's Captain blonde Marvel. sometimes though. Yeah, well, that was her disguise. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Clearly, if you dye your very eye-catching hair a blonde color. Much better. Then you can blend in. That's also a Captain America group beard. Get with it, Samantha. (laughs) Okoye from Black Panther, Ant-Man, the Wasp, uh, Star-Lord, Doctor Strange. Also, heroes clearly just want a redhead because (laughs) Mary Jane, Pepper Potts, April from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jean Grey, Black Widow. Yeah, the redhead, Finn Fatale. That's kind of the theme yeah. for many, 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 many yes. movies. That's like bad versus evil. No, good versus evil. <laughs> bad versus worse. <laughs> through that movie. Um, but yeah, it feels like that's a huge, like, that's the the one. Mm-hmm. The Mermaid. The one. The Little Mermaid, yeah. And with the media, I thought looking through art, because we already talked about some of the dyes that they used and some types of minerals, but there's a lot of theory and ideas about the power and appeal of red in art, as in fact it seems artwork that is in red get higher bids than any other color types. The origins and history is fascinating for sure, from the use of it in the cave paintings to the lead paint used by Van Gogh, and the cost in the history is really extensive. They even used a specific red mineral, as you talked about, earlier to smear on victorious gladiators to parade throughout the village, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird. And much like media, red is a heavy symbol within many works of art. The idea of many deep, dark red is the thought to once again represent anger and rage, while the lighter versions are thought of as love and femininity. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? I suppose. I guess. Is Valentine's that, Day tells me so. So many things. Just red and deep, pink for all everything, I can see. <laughs> everything. But the deep, dark red is passion. Yes. And the lighter reds are all true love. Yes. Maybe. Anger and passion, I guess, is right there. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I did want to include some other stuff before we, we have our closing closing arguments on red. <laughs> um, we have talked before about the Red Dress Project in our Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women episode. The Red Dress Project uses red dresses to memorialize the missing and murdered indigenous women in Canada. And then there's red... Mm-hmm. Uh, AIDS awareness in Africa. Yeah, and there's also Go Red for Women, the American Heart Association's theme to raise awareness for women and heart disease. Mm-hmm. So red is a powerful color, and I feel, especially for women, when you choose to wear red, there are all of these assumptions um, put on you for that. And it does branch out into both social life when it comes to dating or not even dating, but people think maybe, oh, right. sexually available. Or, um, and then in our media from what we, the messages we receive about what this color means. And then that kind of trickles out into our work lives because, as we said, there are so many articles out there about when wearing red is good and when it is not right. at, in a professional setting. And it seems most everything I read <laughs> said about red, um, it, it's a statement, it's a bold, like it's a choice you're looking, people are going to notice it. And so you shouldn't wear it. <laughs> I I don't know if this is true, but it said unless you want to make a real mark, if you have like a big presentation about a project that you're working on, yes. But otherwise. Right. But that's so fascinating that we have all of this. Rules? These rules tied up with red, and right. especially with women wearing red. It's a powerful thing, apparently. Red is dynamic. 
eye-catching third most noticeable color. So I guess it does say some things. It does say some things. Like, and I like red. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> <And> we, <laughs> I know it says uh, I, this is a power color, and you will hear me, damn it. I'm sassy. Bring it. Yeah. That's what it says about me. There we go. Well, <laughs> that's what we have to say <laughs> about the power of red. But we would love to hear any Ready stories you have. Red. Oh, no. no. I apologize. Okay. It's you did this. everybody's head You now. did this. I feel like every episode we, we do, do something along some those lines. Some terrible song. Well, I'm I don't sorry. know it's terrible, but it'll be stuck in your head and that will be terrible. I'm sorry. Ah, it's too late. It's and we can't head. edit. So No, we don't know how to edit things. <laughs> Andrew's not here for any good reason. <laughs> Just to give us weird looks. <laughs> Which is uh, fair. Yes, totally fair. Um, but we, yes, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Andrew. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Gold Club was the top strip club in Atlanta in the 1990s, with patrons like Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, Madonna, the King of Sweden. But in 2001, the club was put on trial with charges of prostitution, extortion, credit card fraud, racketeering, and an affiliation with the mob. I'm journalist Christina Lee, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of the Gold Club scandal, from the booty and bubbly to the deceit and courtroom drama. Listen to Racket Inside the Gold Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Allie Wentworth. How do I grow a teenager in a pandemic? Well, that's exactly what I want to find out. In my new podcast, Go Ask Allie, I'm asking experts to help me answer that question. For example, are quarantine teenage girls more apt to Instagram nude photos? Are they somehow going to end up on the dark web? Are teenagers getting ripped off by their new virtual education? And how do we deal with their overwhelming anxiety and uncertainty? And are they losing empathy? I'll be talking to experts and friends like my friend Brooke Shields. She'll reveal how her complicated sexual upbringing has influenced how she is as a mother to teenage girls. It's a new world, and how we raise these young humans in it determine our future. So let's share some real experiences with all new episodes releasing every other Thursday. Listen to Go Ask Allie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.